0: BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts and the stars of the PBA. Now from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your
1: hosts, Tim Berg and
0: Joey Serrar. Joining us today on the Above180.com podcast is Scott Norton. Scott recently won the 2012 PBA Chameleon Championship. This uh, just aired recently on ESPN, so I thought it'd be great to sit down and chat with Scott. This was his second title. And Scott, thank you for joining me today on the Above180.com podcast. Oh, well thank you for having me. Well Scott, you won the chameleon championship last weekend and you beat Jason Bomani in the f- final match. Uh, you broke a streak for a lot of lefties. you know it's been lefties <laughs> did not win last year on the tour so talk about just how, how it felt for, for you to on behalf of all the lefties on the PBA to get the, get the monkey off the back for everyone.
1: Certainly, it was certainly a rough year last year for all of us. I mean, there were a couple of times that, that lefties could have won. Ryan Simonelli finished second twice, and uh, Rhino finished third. I think at one of the tournaments, Rhino, Ryan finished second. So it could have gone the other way. So it wasn't as though we were shut out all year, but it was certainly a rough year for us. And uh, it was, I, I expected that to end at some point. I just, you know, you never, you never know if it's going to be you or someone else. It was just, <laughs> someone had to do it, so... Why not me?
0: Well, exactly. Why not you exactly, Scott? So uh, was it something that you think last year that the, the lanes just, like you said, a couple of bad breaks here and there? I know, like you said, Ryan had some had a second and Rhino had some third-place uh, third, f- third place well, finishes. there were
1: a couple of patterns that were a little more conducive to the lefties, but a lot of it was they tried, um, they tried a different thing because two years ago, the big complaint was that the right-handers were having to play way too far in, way too far left, way too early, and it was destroying the lefties' heads. So they tried offsetting the pattern to force the writings further to the right, but it didn't work because, I mean, you have people like Jason Belmonte, Sean Rash, Auscu Palerma, these high red players that are gonna chew the pattern up no matter where you put it. So they're gonna end up way left. And then you, you shifted the pattern to the right, so now the lefties have to play further right, and we then have no heads. And we have to be further in, so our shot goes away even faster, because the righties make it to our area of the lane even faster than they were before.
0: Well, Scott, so let's- I think
1: that's contributed in part.
0: And Scott, let's uh, let's move on here. One of the things that's been going on is, is you uh, came out as the first, first professional bowler to uh, to be gay, and and you have a husband, a domestic partner. So just talk about that as as to the decision back in two thousand eleven to to make that announcement, um, as as to why you did that.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, it was never it was never like I was in the closet. I mean, I came out to everybody when I was. 18 or 19 so everybody's known and I have made no attempt to hide it and I doubt I could do so very successfully anyway (laughs) Um, but I mean it was important for others to know just because and I've gotten some outpouring especially since uh, Sunday Uh, a lot of outpouring just from people that I've heard a few times just in the last couple days I never thought I could do anything with my you know talent ability whatever in the sport I want to play in and seeing you Win just gives me all the belief that I can do it too, and those are the reasons that I did it. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for publicity. It was for the people that don't get to be around it, that aren't exposed to it. I live in LA, so obviously, I it's it's you know a little bit more status quo here than perhaps you know middle America, and it's just so nice uh, to hear those kinds of things and to see that it's having a positive impact on people
0: just so important to me well exactly Scott and and I want to hit on a a couple key points there I mean because I'm reading a quote here it says that you say you know being gay doesn't define who you are as a person or or as a professional athlete and I I 100% agree with that statement because uh, no matter if you're gay straight or whatever people should define you when you're an athlete by your ability and your skill and and for you it's being a bowler so I agree 100% with that statement
1: well, and even further follow up on your point. I mean, I've always said, um, since I can remember, I'm, I'm a nice person. I try to do right by people. I try, to be, I try to be funny at least. And, you know, I'm generally a nice person. And hey, I'm also gay. And if that's all you can see about me, then I'm sorry. That's your loss, not mine.
0: Well, you know, you bring up one point because I believe it was in that Bowler's Journal piece that you had said um, that you had said that people in Middle America maybe you know weren't as as apt to seeing uh, you know gay gay people. I believe is how you know or weren't used to it as much, like you you said in L.A. Um, uh-huh. But uh, have you note? Know, did you notice that when you would go to the events and say Detroit Not or Really,
1: or... I, I got a lot of support from a lot of people because a lot of people have been have been very supportive of me. I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of back talk and, you know, things going on behind the scenes that I don't know, and that's fine. I don't really care to know, but um, all I know is that I've gotten a lot of, a lot of support from a lot of people, and it means the world.
0: Well, and I just know I was up at covering the U.S. Open, and we chatted then as well. And it just seemed like people—people people are there to see bowling at these events. They're not—they're not there to, to judge people by what they, you know, what their sexual orientation is or uh, anything. It's there to watch bowling, and you exactly. know, a lot of this. I'm not
1: there to throw it in their face either. <laughs> well, ex- exactly. That's not, that's not what this
0: whole thing was about either. It
1: wasn't to shove it down somebody's throat. It was more to, you know, just make, just raise awareness well, so sure that people that aren't exposed to it know, hey, we're every bit as normal as everybody else.
0: And let me bring up one, one key point here that I guess I'm thinking, because I know there are some nasty things being said about you after the event. Did, when ESPN, because this was taped from November, I'm sure that you guys did this and this all took place, and... There's nothing, nothing was thought by ESPN or nothing was ever said to you at the time that the, you know, that the taping took place?
1: Nope, nothing. I mean, that was all unscripted. Actually, you know, the funny thing is the whole reason that he ran out on the approach was my best friend, Missy Parkin, basically shoved him out on the approach <laughs> because he was, he was worried that, you know, he was kind of worried too about, you know, showing affection on yes, on national TV and Missy basically shoved him out in the approach and said, go give him a big hug. So he did.
0: Well, and and that's I guess the thing that to me makes, you know, it makes sense because it, it's uh it would be it's a natural reaction. It's a natural reaction no matter uh, gay or straight or whatever. you you won your second tournament, very emotional tournament for you. We could see that on TV. You know, you beat a great bowler in Jason Belmonte. I mean, it would just it seemed natural and that's exactly. It wasn't scripted. It seemed natural. So, so then let's fast forward um and one of the things that I believe here a lot of times is we have what's called the 10% in America you have 10% who get 90% of all the coverage. So uh, you right, go and you look course. at, you look at your Facebook posts and your Facebook profile and everyone is just, you know, positive, 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 but there's just that few percent mm-hmm. that kind of ruin it for everyone else.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I kind of noted was that for every one person that had something negative to say, there were at least 15 or 20 that were, that were right there to back me up. And most of these people, that were there to back me up. I've never talked to, I've never spoken to. I don't know who they are. They just,
0: they were just there to back me up. Well, so I guess where does this, where does this leave things? I know, like you said, it is creating a little bit of uh, some attention. You know, like you said, hopefully it's positive. It wasn't meant. You weren't trying to do it. It was something that just happened. But where do you think this is going to lead? I mean, uh, has ESPN been in touch with you? Are you going to be doing some, you know, kind of making the media blitz? I don't know.
1: Actually, ESPN has not, but today actually, there's been a big media blitz today. It started with the game media; <laughs> uh, they started it, and then Huffington Post picked it up, and then I just saw like an hour or two ago that uh, that uh, USA Today picked it up. Uh, so some of the major news—it's starting to bubble into some of the major news networks. Hopefully, it will make its way up from there. Well, ex- um, it seems that every hour, a news media is picking it up.
0: Well, and exactly. And someone who works in the media as well, aside from the uh, the podcaster that we do, that's kind of how, how things go. And, and I did even mention this in our newsroom, and it, it had some people as well because they're not, uh, admittedly not not folks that are, are watching the PBA on Sunday afternoons. But it did have some people. Right. It did create some interesting conversations in our newsroom as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, anything that, again, creates awareness, like you said, Let's people and one one other comment I noted uh, noticed in one of the articles talked about how you know it's more uh, female athletes you know female uh, lesbian athletes are able to show their affections a little bit more freely than than the male athletes. Whether it's true or not, and I don't wish to to say it's easier to be
1: a lesbian, but it seems to be slightly more accepted because I I suppose in society it's worse to be a less seen or appear to be a less-than-masculine male than it is to be a less-than-feminine female, and I don't know how true that is. I don't necessarily agree with it, but, you know, it seems that women are a little more accepted just because, maybe it's just because people assume that a lot of the women athletes are gay because of what they've seen, which is completely not true. But I, I can only speculate as to why it's more accepted. I suppose it's only because there's been more
0: coverage. And uh, Scott, I know you—you you probably saw this, but for our above 180 listeners who maybe didn't, I, I really love Jason Belmonte's quote after after the uh, <laughs> after so the victory. Good. So do you want to you want to so sh- you want to share that with us, or I have it in front of me if you're not if you don't uh, have um, it.
1: I can't remember it word for word, and it's too good to not to, to not do it word for word.
0: He said, uh, and this is uh, quoted by Jason Belmonte on his Facebook post. He said, "Great win by Scott Norton today on ESPN. If I had to get beaten by someone, I am glad I lost to a great guy." In the words of Dr. Claw, I'll get you next time, Norton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the worst, and the best is, is that I used to love Inspector Gadget.
0: <laughs> well, uh, again, Scott, just wanted to take a few minutes, kind of a, a breaking news story. Like you said, we, we've we been following the media. and It's one of the things we like to do here on Above 180 as well is kind of uh, talk about what what you the bowlers talking about what you may hear about at league. So I thought we'd you know just catch up with you for a few minutes. I know you're in Vegas. You um, you know flew from Los Angeles to LA for the the team trials. So everyone's out in LA uh, Las Vegas bowling. So we weren't weren't going to be able to make it work necessarily on our normal normally scheduled slot. But we thought we'd I'd at least catch up with you for a few minutes and uh, and get your side of things. And uh, and Scott, all the best of luck with everything and. Uh, continued success as, as a fall and, and as a winter tour now is going to be rolling along here.
1: That's right. Winter tour time. Actually, uh, Missy and I are going to Japan uh, about a week after Trials is over for the DHC International in uh, Nagoya. And then I fly straight from Nagoya to Detroit.
0: For Timberg, Scott Norton, good luck and good bowling.